On this week's episode, we sit down with award-winning producer, actor, and writer, Jay Davis. But before we get into that, a word from our sponsors. All right, hi, my name is Charlie. Welcome to Indie Center TV Podcast. This is Jay Davis, comedian and writer. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, please go to the website and watch the video. Our faces are very worth it, I promise. Um, so Jay, thanks thanks for being here today. Thank really? you for having me. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy. So I just want to bring up some notable mentions. Uh, mm. I watched the trailer for Not Another Black Movie, and I yeah. gotta, now i got to watch the whole thing. Yeah. i got to see it. <laughs> right. So tell me a little bit about that experience. It was, it was like one of um, our most expensive movies that me and my partner, um, Dante Williams, made. We wanted to spoof popular black movies because yeah. we were going through some of them, and we were getting actors and actresses confused of who was in which movie. So like you know what? Let's spoof this movie, but have our own plot to it. Okay, cool. Yeah. How did you? Uh, you said it was your most expensive. How yeah. Did, how did that go down? Because I noticed GoFundMe is a big thing yeah. nowadays. So how'd you do it? Then? Everything is self-funded, man. Like saving up from previous premieres and stuff like that. Everything's self-funded. So we we tried to GoFundMe and Indiegogo, and it just it didn't work. So we just had to do it ourselves. Oh yeah, well that's it's. That's, Chicago's the place for that. I feel right. like they literally, if you got an idea, you just get up exactly. and go do it. Oh, man, this actually got, um, you got you won an award. Yeah, I won a, um, a HAPA award in 20, 2018. Nice. Yeah, uh, the Hollywood African-American Prestigious Award. Um, we went out there, we got nominated. I got nominated for Best Producer. My partner, um, Dante Diesel, got nominated for Best Director, and we both won. Congratulations. Thank you. And the, the thing about it, the show ran over, and so our flight was like the same night because we had to get back. And so, like, he got his award, and it was like we had to get back to LAX because it's crazy. So we I didn't find out until, like, a day later that I won. Uh, <laughs> so well, yeah, cool that they mail you a... Well, I met up with the person. Um, she happened to come to Chicago, and she brought me my award, uh, Tina. Um, I can't think of her last name, but we met up at a Dunkin' Donuts park a lot. She presented me with the award, <laughs> took a picture, everything. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Well, that's cool. So when did you, where did your love of comedy begin? Oh, man, it was a long time ago. I used to, my mother used to uh, make me watch comedies that I should not have been watching, like Porky's. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like no way a kid should be watching Porky's. If anyone wants, Google Porky's. And it was a hilarious movie way before it's time, but it came out in the early 80s. Yeah. And so, stuff like that. And it's my mom. It was never, oh, he's too young for that. He's like, just let him watch it, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who were some, like, childhood influences? Um, Eddie Murphy, uh, Richard Pryor, uh, Robert Townsend. People like that. Nice, yeah. Well, Richard Pryor, I mean, he was, well, yeah. he was, he was so, so open and transparent. And you like can laugh at his pain. Yeah, he really he really changed the game. He was one of those game changers. Came in and he opened himself up for his audience. Right, and you know you think he's joking, but he's like telling you true story. He told everybody, "Hey, I had sex with a um, transgender," and he really had sex with a transgender. So, hey, yeah, make it funny. Yeah. Tell the story. Uh, so, like, when. When did exactly you like start your comedy career? Was it with not another black movie? Do you do stand up? I, I don't do stand up. Okay. I tried it before and I liked it, but it's just like I think and like motion pictures, so it's like hard to condense everything. 
Um, my first, I started with um, a web series called The Misadventures of Jay Davis, and it was about terrible dating experiences that I had. And I did like eight episodes, and from there, I took all the characters from the web series and turned it into my first feature. Okay, nice. And so it was called The Hostile Takeover. And it was, I just released it. I did like a screening at the Portage Theater. I never did nothing like that before. And I had like 500 people show up. Like people I didn't even know. Yeah. This might work. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's exactly how to go about it in this independent field. Yeah. Same thing with Evil Dead. Right. The same thing. Premiered it, Mm -hmm. built, saved. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, That's the way you do it now. Uh, So what lessons did you learn early on in your career? You can't depend on, you can't, if people don't support you, you can't let that be a deterrent. Mm -hmm. Because everybody is not obligated to support you. It's great if they do. Luckily, I've had um, people, my family, friends support me. But I know a lot of people, I don't nobody support me, I'm going to give up. Like, it's not their dream, it's yours. (laughs) No one ever told them that they had to do this, so. Right, yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, uh, comedy is like really a meritocracy. Yeah. I mean, you just put it out there. And- yeah, it's subjective. It's the one of the most subjective art forms. Like, some people is loved by the masses, and it's always like three people like, I don't really like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, so. What, how do you feel about, like, comedy, Porky's comedy comparison to comedy maybe being produced today? Do you see a difference? It would never, Porky's would never come out today. <laughs> like, it would get canceled. Like, yeah. the first scene, canceled. let's cancel these guys. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's just, you know, the world It's I don't know if the world's sensitive, but it's like, it seems like only if one person has a problem with it, everybody's supposed to have a problem with it. Yeah. It's, just, it's just cancel culture. I actually did a sketch called Cancel the Cancel Culture. Like, basically showing how far are you willing to go? And it was just like the dialogue of a, a adult film scene. <laughs> like some of the stuff that you can't say anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so. I like that. Cool. Uh, so yeah, when do you find the time? Like where does where does your inspiration come from? Like you, there, this is a library now you've created. So it's it you got you got to make the time. Like everyone's like, I don't have time. If you haven't if you didn't do anything the last year mm-hmm. when doing COVID when you were forced to stay your ass at home, yeah. then you, you don't have it in you. <laughs> so, But I just make time. And like, if I'm driving or if I think of something, I have like a script, a final draft um, app on my phone. Or I just jot notes down, like something I think of, like a sketch or like, it's something funny. Like, I have a, a segment called Is This Racist? And it, it basically, it's like a game show. And I was walking in a mall, and this is messed up, but I saw this Asian girl sitting outside of a nail shop and in my mind i'm like it would be racist to assume that she works at that nail shop and so i came up with a sketch about you know what would happen if i assumed that like and it's like three scenarios she she kicks the girl's butt uh she kills the girl or she actually does nail so it's three it's like it lets the people pick uh, so where can we find some of you uh it's on my youtube channel um this j davis tp on youtube um, and my site, jdavisfilms.com, all my stuff is on there. You've created so much, so what is your definition of success? Does it ever, is it ever enough? It's, success is what you make it. Like, um, someone can be a garbage man and they're taking care of their family and they make enough money to have a savings account 
that's success to them. Like, exactly. success is whatever goals you set and you achieve those goals. Exactly. It's all about managing expectation. Everyone, a lot of people walk into the showbiz, yeah. they think they're going to be rich and famous. And I'm mm. like, that's like 2% of all people working right. in showbiz. You it's know how many successful people took their life? <laughs> Millionaires killed it. Yeah. Maybe they weren't that successful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like that, yeah. Um, so... Who who are your influences now? Um, right now, when I one of the biggest ones when I started actually like doing sketches and stuff like Dave Chappelle on the Chappelle Show, like oh, that was God. like when I saw that I'm like I've never seen. I used to watch A Living Color, but that was just like A Living Color on speed. That was like it, it just blew me away. Damn, I missed In Living Color, but I really <laughs> I loved the Chappelle Show. Oh yeah, Jeez. oh yeah. It was too bad what happened with him i mean we could have used him these past weeks but he had yeah. to go do his own thing <laughs> yeah he had to yeah it, it, the price was too much uh so he put it so yeah, exactly but i'm happy he's back with what yeah. is it uh he did that netflix special yeah he did like four yeah he talked a lot about yeah. Floyd Mays. Mm-hmm. he's so funny oh yeah super poignant <laughs> uh so you've been working in comedy for a little while now but i see you switch you you're trying horror out now yeah tv what's that about (laughs) my gut my my buddy omar um he has a school called innovations in the city and we shoot a lot of our content there it's a big he like has like a few full floors that we are able to shoot multiple sketches on so i didn't know he went to film school so it started off when covid hit we couldn't film anything and i was like maybe i should do some animated stuff so uh, he was like, you know, I could probably do that because he started a comic book. I'm like, all right, give it a shot. So I wrote the script out, did the voiceover, and he created a cartoon for it. And so I'm like, hey, man, let's keep doing this. So I, I made a few cartoons. So a few months later, he was like, hey, man, you know I went to film school. Like, I can film stuff. <laughs> I'm like, what? And so he's like, I, like, I really like horror. Could you write me a horror script? I'm like, all right, cool. So I wrote him a show. I wrote a short called CCTV. It's just a good old-fashioned slasher. And when I wrote, I'm like, you know, we can keep going with this. So it's basically going to be four parts. We released the first part. Uh, we did like a, a online screening okay. for the for chapter one, and we're planning on doing like three more chapters. Excellent. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm super excited about that. The horror mm-hmm. genre is huge. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's people, people yeah. love horror. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you find that a lot of opportunity it comes from networking, or do you have to do it yourself? It's all networking, <laughs> like 90%. Like, when we could go out, um, meet people, networking, and just meeting people on social media, like reaching out. Like, I met um, our makeup artist, our special effects makeup artist, at a networking event that I didn't want to go to. But I was like, all right, I might as well go. <laughs> and, I, and I met her, and she's amazing. Um, shout out to Grizel. <laughs> <laughs> cool, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. You find uh, people in all sorts of places. Yeah, when people cool. like like do this stuff, and like I don't like social media, I'm like, but well, what's your plan? And I'm like, how do you, because people are like, how do you get actors and actresses to be in your stuff? I'm like, this is through social media, like reaching yeah. out, going in groups, um, spreading my stuff in the group, stuff like that. It's just... Social media helps out a lot. So, gosh, if someone wanted to go the independent route, what words of wisdom would you have to pass on to them? Um, don't think it's easy. Like, they see a lot of um, social media stars who make it, <laughs> so to speak, uh, for something crazy. They do get punched in the balls, whatever it is. Um, it's not easy, and um, you got to put work in. And, you know, don't expect 
people to love your stuff and be open to criticism. A lot of people, that's the biggest thing. People like, are hate when somebody critiques their stuff and they think they're hating. But I'm like, no, nah, it's just, you know, maybe you got something wrong. Yeah. And maybe absolutely. they're all it. Yeah, I, I love killing my babies. <laughs> my darlings in the writing, they're like, I just don't think that's funny. It doesn't make sense. I'm like, great, let's get rid of it. <laughs> right. Yeah, let's just do it. Yeah. Um, gosh, yeah, uh, for a long time, I was working in improv and sketch comedy and... Uh-huh. A lot of people thought it was going to be fun just because it's comedy, right? And it's not. Yeah, it, it is. It's fun because you enjoy it, right? But it's not inherently. I yeah. think I think it is, but like yeah. they were like, "When is it going to be fun?" And I'm like, it is "Yeah." Fun. Well, people, know. it's funny. Uh, my brother-in-law, um, he he was interested in getting involved and doing something. So I had a sketch and I had like you know a few lines for him. And he did not know how much work went into this, like, three-minute sketch. Yeah. We were on set for six hours. And he just, like, he's like, you know, I worked all night. I'm like, this is what you got to do. You got to stand there. You got to hurry up and wait. And then when it's time for you to be in front of the camera, you got to be ready to go. And he he fumbled through it. He, he got through it. But um, it inspired him. And he ended up uh, taking classes at Second City. Oh, really? I'm like, you really want to do this? I got you. I support you. But it's not. He's like it's not as easy as I thought it was. Yeah, like filming everything. People, yeah, I do a lot of background work, and so mm-hmm. when people they're like, oh, I want to go on a film set or a TV set, and they get yeah. there and they're sitting around for a long time. They're yeah. waiting for lunch mostly. Right. <laughs> they get a little antsy. Yeah. Um, some some sets like you can't even have your phone, so you got to sit there. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you just, <laughs> yeah sit there. How are you? Right. How are you? What's your name? Uh, do you have any formal training? Have you taken any improv classes? Are you into improv? No, I've done improv before. I haven't taken any classes. I did a lot of improv, like different shows. Okay. But um, I had I took uh, writing classes and stuff like that, script writing classes. Oh, cool. My if I asked from where? Which, which uh, places? Cool. It was like an online thing. Oh, right, <laughs> it was right. an online yeah, thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It was like a, a webinar or whatever. So I'm like, I didn't... When I first started, I had no clue how to write a script. And they're like, yeah, get final draft. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes it easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can hit tab, and then it's like, oh, it's a character speaking. Right. Yeah. Samesies. I had no idea. I really, I had funny ideas, and so I just <laughs> opened Microsoft Word, and I just started slapping the keys. Right. Like, <laughs> I tried that. Yeah. yeah. It took forever. <laughs> exactly. And then I had to go to Second City, and they're like, it's all in Courier New. And yeah. <laughs> font 12 and stuff like that. Yep. Uh so you, you've been writing a lot of sketches. Are there any upcoming new upcoming projects? What are you working on now? Oh, uh, right now. So we got stuff we're releasing soon. Um, uh, the Reckless Enlightenment series. It's two seasons. They were released on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Sketch comedy. Um, we have a, a third episode of Stepdads that we're going to be releasing this summer as well. And what else? What else? CCTV. <laughs> uh, I'm doing like two more horror shorts. Okay. Um, and in the fall... Um, do you remember Robert Townsend's Partners in Crime? No. Okay. No. It was, um, he introduced a lot of comedians and artists. He incorporated sketch comedy, live performances, and stand-ups. And he had like several, like 30, 45-minute shows. I'm going to do my version of that. Uh, I'm going to okay. film it October 10th and 24th. I got okay. some great comedians. I got sketches. A few live performances. It's gonna be at the Den Theater. I haven't told anybody yet, so okay. you guys are the first yeah. one. <laughs> so we're gonna do it. We got uh, two days booked that we're gonna film. We're gonna have like uh, three episodes ready to go. We're gonna try to pitch those three episodes. 
I just just want to make sure where exactly can we find all of these wonderful projects? You're um, on. most of them are on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Um, a lot of stuff. Older, my older stuff is on Tubi TV. Okay. Uh, Shots Fire, Hostile Takeover, none of the zombie movie on Tubi TV. Um, what's that? Voodoo. Some stuff is on oh, Voodoo yeah. too. Yeah, I know Voodoo. Yeah, I yeah. really, I really enjoyed. It. I started watching. Uh, not other than a zombie movie, and I love how it opens with one of my favorite jokes right at the beginning is the, the front door's open, he closes it, he's like, who's leaving the damn door? Open? And so he goes past, he's, his wife is downstairs munching on their son, and so he opens a cabinet door and he closes it, and his zombie wife is there, and he goes, don't sneak up on me like that, that's how your dad got knocked out. Right. <laughs> so I keep it is, it is so funny. Like the, I, I look at that movie and all the stuff that we said back then. I'm like, there's no way. I'm, I'm gonna get canceled for some of that. Right. Well, that's the thing. And so, are you? Is it kind of a point of? I don't want to say pride to do like comedy that isn't quite what people are expecting in today's industry in today's comedic world. I think. If you make fun, you can make fun of anybody as long as it's yes. funny. Yes. <laughs> as yes. long as it's funny. And it's, it's a difference between making fun of someone and being malicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. you don't have to hate someone to make fun of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I only make fun of people I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and that's the thing. And, like, like I, I know different races, different ethnicities. I know different types of people in this world. So... The one sketch that I the only sketch I really got in trouble for, it was called the um, Deaf Interpreter, and it, was, and it was a friend of mine. He had a joke, and so he was like, he dated a girl and she was deaf, but she had like a male interpreter, and he was like unorthodox, and so it's on my YouTube. It, got, it went viral. <laughs> But deaf people were inboxing me these incoherent messages, and I didn't know. I'm like, what? What is going on? Like, who? What is wrong with you? And I'm reading them. I'm like, what is, why is he writing like this? And they were mad because Facebook didn't have captions, and they couldn't. And, and I didn't use a real deaf girl. I'm like, I don't know any deaf I'm people. Sorry. <laughs> like it was. I swear. I'm like, I, I'm not trying to offend deaf people. The whole joke was nothing to do with like her. It's just this guy. A grown man rolling a joint, interpreting stuff for this girl, and we're having sex, and he's in the room saying, "Yeah, harder, harder." Like that was the whole. It was nothing. I was not trying to offend deaf people, but they were like inboxing me like crazy, like a cult. Like they're gonna kill me. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. I had no idea. I had no idea they were so organized. Me either. I'm like, how'd you hear about it? Was like, <laughs> like, they got more trouble. I'm like, oh. Come on, it's a joke. All right, come on. Ear, yeah, right? nothing. All right. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> oh man, that's. Uh, would you ever go back? Would you ever try stand up again? Uh, at some point, I'm just so bit. It's like when you try stand up, you have to dedicate time to perfect it. Keep going in clubs, doing jokes, and I just I don't have the time right now. I promised myself that I was gonna do it, but you have to really, if you respect the craft, you have to do it over and over and get it. You go out every night, mm-hmm. do your four minutes, deaf. Yeah. No laugh. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. She <Hey>. must <laughs> like. Oh, they laughed tonight, but not tonight. What did I do there? <laughs> yeah. I love Chris Rock's. Well, I don't know how he applies it. I don't know if he still does, but it's like the rule of three is like if I can't get an audience to laugh at this mm-hmm. joke, three. He gives a joke three chances. Yeah. Either if it works or it doesn't, and then it's, right. and then it's, he's done. Yeah. And he's done. Yeah. Because I always love. Do you like working with a team? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I have a great team. Like uh, I'm the only writer. But as far as production, I have like a great team. Like 
Shout out to like Diesel, Toya, Alicia, Omar, Jack, all those guys. Like they help make things come to life because <laughs> I tried to do it myself. It's a headache. Like you're about to shoot a scene and someone's calling you like, hey, I'm going to be like 20 minutes late. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Action. <laughs> <laughs> Any social media handles, special shout outs, please pump it now. Um, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, J Davis, TP, J A Y Davis. TP, um, jdavisfilms.com is my website. Awesome. Cool. And um, shout out to Omar, Diesel, Toya, my wife, to kill me, <laughs> <laughs> my wife Crystal, um, Alicia, uh, Taisha, and Griselle, and Jack. Oh, and uh, well, I gotta, brings up another question. How does, because filmmaking takes so much time and the writing and all that, how does your family feel? How do you balance? Family time with filmmaking and... My, luckily, I married a woman who understands because she has her own brand and she does, like, a lot of stuff. Like, she's amazing. So we actually, like, during COVID, we started doing sketches together. <laughs> like, so it's like, she gets it. She understands and you have to, if, like, you're going to do this and take it serious, you have to find somebody who understands it. People say, I get it in the beginning, just because they like you. <laughs> because you're doing something great to them, but when it's like, you're on set for 12 hours, and they're like, um, what's taking so long? Like, this is what it takes, so. <laughs> great, uh, yeah, that's so happy. Awesome, I, thank you for being here, Jay Davis. Thank you so much. Please watch the video. If you're watch, listening to us on Spotify or Apple or anything like that, please log on the website and check us out. Thank you so much. Thanks Thank again. You. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please make sure you hit that subscribe button to stay centered on all Indie Center podcast episodes. If you are an independent creator and have a story to share and want to have a sit down, please email me at indiecenter.podcast at gmail.com. That's indiecenter.podcast at gmail.com. If you have sponsorship inquiries, I'd love to help local businesses. Please email me at indiecenter.podcast at gmail.com. Until next Monday, guys. Peace.